0: You primitive screwheads, listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Well,
1: hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. What was that rocket? What
0: rocket? I was just in my office and I heard a rocket. Drive the rocket, sir. Does this mean we're not friends anymore? Who I'm I'm in my prime First you want to
2: kill me, now you want to kiss me. Blow. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. What up everyone, DJ Nubis. And DJ
3: Necco.
2: With you on the Metal Radio Podcast, this is a new episode of The Hordes of Chaos. The Hordes of Chaos. The of Chaos is what I call it. Opening up the show, brand new uh, cover track by Once There Was, Sleeping Son of Nightwish, uh, helmed by Jessica Leto of Factory of Dreams and a few other projects. Uh, I don't even know, I think we mentioned it before, I'm not sure if Hugo and her are even working on any factory of Dream stuff anymore i'm not sure if he's still doing that project well i
3: mean they are in two completely different countries across the oceans from each other so yeah but,
2: yeah but they've done like prior to that, like five records together i mean it, they started in 2008 and so i didn't discover until like 2010 with melatronical but uh i loved everything they did together and
3: i did too i'm, I'm just saying it's it's I mean, tough I'm, I'm, to collaborate like that. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, I dig everything she's doing with Once There Was. Uh, they all, She has, like, three demos. She has a pretty
3: voice. There. Oh, yeah. A very pretty voice. It's great.
2: Love it. Uh, so, yeah, check her out if you get a chance to. The band's called Once There Was. So, today we've got a few different topics to get to. A lot of cool stuff, mainly uh, movie-related. Uh, there is some, a little bit of music in there. Some things we probably should have touched on last podcast with Kirk, Obey, and Lane, but we'll get that later
3: we're We're trying to reach out to movies to because
2: we're desperate we're <laughs> it's like
3: we like going to the movies we would when I'm home we try to go like once a week, and we love going to the drive in and the drive in is closed, and it's just like depressing right now, so there's not a lot of production going on clearly I don't there, know
2: if it's really depressing it's just very it's tough when you are used to, especially with the weather getting nicer you want to be out. You want to be doing these things. And but...
3: this is the perfect weather for the drive-in. This would be a perfect drive-in weekend, and we're... No fucking
2: mosquitoes, Yeah. You know. It's
3: just... So we're kind of being hopeful, I guess, for what's to come, for the things that are in the works that I know are kind of, like, either susp... Well, I don't want to say suspended, but, like, I know nobody is working because it's a huge production, and you can't have huge productions going on right now, so we're just... Wishful thinking for the future. Oh yes, we can't wait to see this. And maybe if it comes out at the end of the year, or maybe if it comes out next year, who knows? Right.
2: So right now, you know, we there are some trailers that are out there that look very interesting. Whether or not they will be available to us as consumers by November or whatever, because I, like I, one of the things we'll touch on later is apparently Godzilla and Kong are still in the works to be released in November. So I'm gonna get more a little bit of that because we have a little bit of news on that, but. Some trailers to get to to talk about um, a comedian that we re- a special that we saw on Netflix recently. We'll get to that. Also got some stuff about uh, for the, for you artists and musicians out there when it comes to like uh, the stimulus packages and stuff like that with money. Uh, Neko has some great information on that as well. Yeah, it was found. a
3: it was an interesting article. Um, I'm I kind of like scroll through the news a lot. I'll just like hit up. And not just like CNN or or Fox, I I kind of, the way that Google kind of pulls things based on your interests, so if you go, if you use Google Chrome and you use Google a lot, and I have a Samsung, it kind of like, which is complete invasion of privacy, but that's what the world is today, it it takes things based on your interests, and this was a nice, there were some nice articles that I've come across that kind of make you, you know, hopeful for Smaller bands and uh, contractors, basically. It, it 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 isn't just. It doesn't look doom and gloom for everyone right now. It sucks, but hopefully things will get better. Yeah,
2: and as always, we have some new material for you to play throughout the show, as well as Nico's pick of the week and the Rock Block that's coming up. Um, so yeah, we got a lot of great stuff. So in fact, so recently uh, we saw. A podcast with uh, Metal Mania with Krypton Scarlet. There's a band in there called Painkiller that I discovered, so I checked them out. We got one of their tracks in his first block. But... Oh, yeah! So we got uh, Nomad Deviant Syndrome Painkiller. We're gonna kick all Nomad. This is called Nomadus. Nomadus? Or Nomadeus. What is
3: this? Nomadeus. Yeah,
2: here we go. <laughs>
0: Listening to the Hordes of Chaos only on Metal Tab Radio. Pump it.
1: on, Heidi Ho! Wow.
2: <laughs> DJ
3: <laughs> Nubus. Uh, and Neko, uh, I think, is still here <laughs> after all that. So, so right,
2: stepbrothers.
3: Yeah, my husband, my husband DJ Anubis, and his Mister Hanky.
2: Have to pull those out every once in a while. I
3: know it. <sighs> old takes memories. you
2: back. Just the old
3: memories.
2: So we have a couple of trailer reviews to get to. Um, first one, I was doing a of research for Valhalla. Which, you know, we love the whole, like, you know, mythology of Thor and all that, you know, stuff like that.
3: Now, I don't, has it been released?
2: It was over in Europe, I believe, because it says the release date was October 10th, 2019. So I think it was released over there. Ah, uh, because it is, like, one of those four it's a films. It's a Danish film. Right, so... So... We're not going to be just getting it over here. I wonder
3: if they're going to release it in theaters here, or if we're just going to have to wait until it comes on, um, demand, or... The way
2: they're pushing it, I would say so, but depending on, like, what's going on with the virus, it may go straight to on-demand, like, some stuff has. Uh, it is
3: such an amazing trailer, like, the big-ass wolf, um...
2: Well, actually, yeah, it plays a lot more than what I initially thought when I saw it. Like, obviously, Fenrir was there, but like, you actually have characters of Thor, Loki, and Odin involved. Uh, just a bunch of other characters. I'm not really sure who they are, but like, it's just it's pretty interesting. But it also apparently was nominated for the Robert Award for Best Children's Film. So it's it's based off a comic book, but I don't know. Like, I don't know what the rating's gonna be on this. So I don't, I mean, I not really wasn't expecting an R rating for something like this, but, uh, you never know. It's
3: like a fantasy. I mean, right. like, Dark Crystal, it's something that, even though it's not, like, oh, Frozen for children, it's, I mean, I remember watching Dark Crystal when I was younger, it, you know. yeah. But it's it's so... You have to watch this trailer. It is so amazing and so well done. The effects are crazy. Um,
2: in some ways, it kind of reminded me... Because even though it's subtitled, you have some scenes in there where... You, basically, some of the stuff surrounded... At least from what I can tell, mm-hmm. surrounded to this little girl. Who's tagging along with these these vikings or whatever
3: they're going to valhalla right she wanted to come to valhalla with them
2: but like you also seem to have these uh, other gods who are like you know we're not gonna leave the hands of fate into this little girl so it almost reminds me a little bit of clash of titans the newer shit they were doing you know where they were trying There was like this power struggle between zeus and uh hades and all that but Uh, hopefully this turns out much better than that did. Yeah,
3: the new Clash of the Titans made me sad because the 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 old was...
2: Some of the Thor scenes are fucking amazing with the lightning. Like, it's not the whole, like, you know, more campy stuff that we've seen with Hemsworth and all that. This is...
3: Which is okay. Like, we're not saying we don't like that. That's okay. I love that shit. It's okay. This looks like...
2: A little more serious too. Yeah,
3: if you would just say we want a dramatic representation of what Valhalla is that's what this looks like it would be and it's got some dark scenes it has some like I'm gonna go back to that giant wolf
2: Fenrir oh
3: I'm like this is um and and it looks good Fenrir
2: seems to play like a pretty big role in it as far as like them hunting it or whatever so because apparently it gets loose and that's part of the problem and and if you follow, like, the Marvel stuff, Fenrir plays a role in that as well, especially with the Ragnarok. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. And that's what they were talking... Well, see, the Ragnarok stuff in the Marvel is based off of the lore. Right. So this, when they're talking about we're coming near Ragnarok, which is in, in the trailer for Valhalla, they're like, oh, we're nearing Ragnarok. If you like the Thor movies you're going to understand what's happening in this movie too because they take it directly from the the whole thor legend
2: it's very fucking metal it just is so
3: metal uh, <laughs>
2: we love our viking stuff
3: and i'm so not even a viking i mean you know what maybe i have to... we're going to do it fuck it we're going to my shield maiden I'm your shield maiden? Okay. We're gonna do it. I know I keep saying, like, I don't want to give my DNA because I'm afraid they're gonna use it against me one day down the road.
2: (laughs) You can get fucking Steve Avery. (laughs) Yeah, I'm
3: gonna get Steve (laughs) Avery. But I'm dying to know because I, like, I know some of this stuff from, like, parts of my family, but there's, like, other parts of my family that I've never met and never seen. So most of my, like... I know definitely the Italian side, and I know my biological father's side of the family, who I don't know that family at all, is very German-like. I know I have
2: ties to French and Irish, but outside of that I couldn't really tell So that's what
3: I'm wondering. Like, you definitely, with the red hair and the freckles when you were a kid, you were, and you can still have some red in your beard. But, like, I would like to know. Maybe I am. Maybe I got a little Viking in me. I've got, I had blonde hair and blue eyes when I was little. That is not Italian at all. It
2: could be to another damned one.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, you know what? We're gonna do it. We're gonna. You're adopted too, so that's the other thing that, like, you don't know at all. You are a complete blank slate. You're gonna send away your DNA, and they're gonna be like, "I'm sorry, you are the you're the spawn of spawn of Satan." The interesting thing about our last name, which I'm not putting out there, but if you're a friend, you know what it is. I've done a little bit of research on our last name. They can't place it. Meaning, whenever people came from the old world to the new world, they invented this last name. Yeah, there's not that many but of us. I
2: also, like I said, I ended up running into a woman who shared the same last name as me who happened to be a person of color. So she said she had done some research at one point. It, it did trace back to like Virginia and actually down south little. So somewhere along the line... Whether Whoever my it ancestors was. were slave owners or some weird shit like that, I don't really know. I can't. I don't want to make it sound as bad as it might, but
3: but there are some of us in Virginia and in in New Orleans, and that's where like the the French kind of. But who the hell knows?
2: And for the record, that's you know when I was adopted, my mom and dad, adopted father, lived in New Orleans or Biloxi, Louisiana. So they were they down lived there. in New
3: Orleans. She um she lived in New Orleans for a long time. Anyway, our next topic, our next trailer.
2: Uh, This is something, yeah. So this was something that I had heard about, but I finally checked it out because I didn't really know a lot about it. As much as Neko and I like to tout our... uh, knowledge on you know comics and all this she more than I but
3: yeah I used to be a big comic book nerd when I was a kid
2: Morbius uh I knew nothing about it but judging by just a trailer and I had to go check with some friends Mm -hmm. of mine who are bigger fans than I am but uh just judging by the trailer and I saw like um Michael Keaton at the end which kind of just maybe kind of put two and two maybe this Morbius guy is attached to Spider-Man and apparently according to my friends He is a character that shows up with Venom and all them, uh, with Spider Man and all that too. So with Keaton, I'm thinking automatically Vulture because he was in the Spider Man movies as that character. Mm -hmm. So uh, it seemed like that, that end part, you know, I can't say for sure that's what that is, but he did have like a little line that was kind of funny. And so I was thinking, hmm, is that a tie in? And. But apparently, like, they got Venom 2 coming out soon. They haven't really done anything trailer-wise with it yet, but they are working on it. So I know that's going to have some stuff to do. And I guess...
3: But the the trailer was really interesting for me because they, of course, Marvel flashes at the beginning, and I'm like, I, I remember everything from my childhood with all the Marvel comics and the trading cards and everything. Never once ran into Morbius. Now... If he is tied into Spider Man, I wasn't the biggest Spider Man fan, but I knew a lot about Spider Man and I read a lot of Spider Man and I knew the origins and all the different, you know, stories. But
2: judging by like what he is and all this other stuff, he, I think he may be a villain of some sort. I can't really. Or maybe he's to...
3: like Venom, who is kind of like the anti hero, yeah. but apparently he is a scientist. Michael Morbius, he's a scientist, and he has a a rare blood disease. Portrayed
2: by uh, Jared Jared Leto. Leto
3: And, And he's amazing in the trailer, so I'm hoping it's just as good in the movie. So, he has a rare blood disease, and he's attempting to cure it himself, which is kind of, you know, he said... If I'm still here, I'm here to cure Which things. Which ironically,
2: when you if you saw the tragedy, you know he had a bat sitting
3: mm-hmm.
2: there, and then so. he went
3: into that cave and he got bit by a bunch of bats.
2: Yeah, so like, you know, with everything that's going on with the coronavirus, I'm like, wow, that's kind of telling right there. But... He gave
3: himself the coronavirus.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: but eventually, what they're saying is he gives himself kind of a, a form of vampirism, right? and maybe not your traditional vampire, he like Dracula.
2: But he basically becomes like a modern-day Dracula, and some of the scenes in the trailer was kind of cool because the way he moved, like, automatically, unrelated, but reminded me of Nightcrawler.
3: I <laughs> was going to say the same thing. When he was like, I'm using my echolocation, he's like, poom, 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 poom.
2: Yeah, he just pops where.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I did hear one interesting theory that my friends brought up to me. Um, Morbius maybe. Uh, connection to... Because I know they're working on a Blade movie. So there might be a connection between him oh, and that. Oh my gosh. So that'd be really cool too. Um, who knows what Marvel's got up their sleeves with all this. But
3: uh, Blade was amazing when it came out. I felt like it was such a nice, fresh take on vampires. And I'm hoping this is... For me, it'll be a fresh take because I've never read nor heard of Morbius. So
2: I know nothing about
3: it. I'm going into this, normally with me, with comic book movies, I go into it a little judgy because I understand that these characters have been around for, I don't know, 60 years, 70 years, longer than I've been alive. So they're trying to compress everything into a story that makes sense. And then I get judgy and I'm like, how are you doing this? And this isn't how it happened, or this is a different story arc. But because I've never read anything regarding Morbius or even watched... Well, the good news
2: to me is, It'll be fresh. Well, but Marvel is in charge. Like, I, you know, I, I keep wanting to, like... Like, I, I like Christian Bale Batman movies. Those Batman movies by DC are fantastic.
3: Are they technically by DC, though? I believe they are. Like...
2: Um, but, like, everything else that Marvel's done compared to DC... Like, DC just is kind of, like, they're up and down. They can't... Really find their way; they can't find consistency. And the good news is that Morbius is done by Marvel, so I'm I'm granted it's going to probably be attached to a lot of the stuff we're going to see with the next phase of Marvel and all that stuff. uh
3: Marvel knows what they're doing, so that's that's a good sign.
2: Yeah, yep, yep. Um, I had something else I was going to say. I'm sorry I I cut you off.
3: (laughs) Oh, I'm terrible like that. That's all
2: right. If I think of it, I'll tell it later. But Uh,
3: we we are very excited for both of these new trailers we're clamoring like everybody else we're climbing the walls like everybody else we're hopeful for going back to the movies even if it is in september
2: yeah i mean well usually Benji's is open till
3: they'll stay August open until they'll Almost stay open
2: sometimes op- November they'll stay open warmer. as long
3: as the weather is not snowing right they'll um they'll give you little heaters for your car even if you want so
2: Alright, next block of music, we're kicking off with some recent
3: stuff by we'll Contra.
4: One morning they wake up at 5 in the morning. They were younger. I don't know how old they were, but they were younger. Like, I don't trust dads who know exactly how old their kids are. (laughs) If you're talking to a dad, he's like, 16 months today, he better be married to another dad. I don't mean that homophobic. I'm not homophobic at all. I'm not. I'm not. I'm definitely not. I'm more like a homochondriac. Like, I'm comfortable if you're gay. I'm comfortable with your lifestyle. I'm just afraid. One night you'll get me drunk and trick me into it. And I'll like it. That's my fear. I'll like it and I'll be good at it. (laughs) So I saw a gay porn once for like 45 minutes. Let me tell you something. Holy shit. Ladies, you gotta step up your blowjob game. Yeah. You're still playing JV basketball and the gay guys are the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, don't get on cocks. Ah! Holding their own head. Fuck this face, son! <laughs> the fuck are we talking about? I'm literally. How did I get off on this gay rant? The fucking. My daughters! My daughters! My daughters! Huh. Gagas, and Cock. Oh, my daughters! Okay, here we go. This will work. (laughs)
5: DJ Nobis. And
2: DJ
3: Mecho
2: Back with you, and of course, Bert Kreiser there with a little sound bit from his new special, Hey, Big Boy, on Netflix. We
3: watched all of his specials the other night, and I've seen clips of him before. Just you know.
2: Well, we saw the first one from like a few years ago. See, I don't it. know if the I machine.
3: actually. I well, the machine. I remember the machine story, but I don't know if I actually remember. I
2: watched it. I know I did. So,
3: Amanda, you might have watched it while I was out or something, but I remember seeing the machine clip, like the whole story about how he accidentally joined the Russian mafia <laughs> while he was an exchange student in Russia.
2: <laughs> you the machine. You the machine. <laughs> But he, he has another one called uh, Secrets something, mm-hmm. and then of course, secret, secret hey, Big, hey Big Boy is the newest one, which is phenomenal.
3: He's very funny, and he's very our style of comedy. Yeah. And I almost cry every time I see something of his, but that clip was from Hey Big Boy, and it was going into My Favorite Thing, where he was talking about his, he caught his daughters when they were little. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking with the dog, and the little one—he's he was sticking her thumb. Isla. Isla was sticking her thumb up her butt, and then sticking her finger in the dog's nose, and the dog was like, "Ah!" And then they laugh at the dog, and they kept doing it. And he's like, <laughs> "And he's like, what the fuck are you doing?"
2: And then <laughs> the they- <laughs> kicker is, uh, was it Georgia? Georgia, the Georgia is like Georgia and Isla are like laughing hysterically about this, and then one of course. Bird is in there, fuck like, he's like freaking out, like "What are you doing?" <laughs> but then, like they're like, "Dad," it gets funnier and then like he's like, "You know, you got a point there." So then he goes to the mother who's and still mother in bed, in. and then he says, i show her." uh Then she does the whole sticking up the butt and then sticking in the dog's mouth, and then like the mother's like, "What the fuck are y'all doing?" And of course, Bird's like. Just gets it gets Just better. Just watch. Just
3: watch. Keep watching.
2: So yeah, this guy is hysterical, man. You have to check it out if you got Netflix. Bert Kreischer. K r e i s h e r.
3: We enjoyed it so much. It's K r e i s c h e r. Kreischer. Ah. And um.
2: Oops, I forgot the
3: C. I forgot the C. Cunt. <laughs> Cunt. <laughs> I
2: worked that in there too. My bit.
3: Women don't mind being cunts. They need a little cunt in them. <laughs> He's so funny. I I think Anubis' favorite, though, is the story about his dad who just recently started taking edibles for pain management. Pot.
2: At,
3: yeah, pot <laughs> for pain management.
2: The happy weed. The
3: happy weed. And he would... Uh, he he would take his edible and he would tell the family that he uh he talks, talks to his owls. owl. He, one owl. He has one owl every night. He talks to him. So <laughs> he started going, hoo, hoo, and he's like, Oh man, I guess the owl's not out tonight. And they all like were cleaning up for dinner and then they heard hoo hoo <laughs> coming. <laughs> so then the dad is hoo-hooing again and then hoo-hoo. And
2: and Bert's like in trance. He's like, "This is the greatest thing. I'm next in line." So he's telling his little girls, "Like, you just gotta
3: wait. <laughs> I'm gonna talk to the owl next."
2: Meanwhile, the girl's like, "Dad, there's someone across the lake doing the same thing."
3: <laughs> and then he, goes, he he tries to tell his mom, and his mom's like, "I know. Just just let your dad have this. Just let him have it."
2: But it got to us thinking about our own like pot cookie moments. So and Nuba's history.
3: Every year, our friend Jen would make me, for my birthday, pot cookies.
2: She needs to send us by mail, by I
3: know. Man. Well, that's kind of, like, illegal,
2: but... So what? No one will
3: know. No I will... Okay. So, she doesn't live near us anymore, but every year for my birthday, she would send us pot cookies. Now, I haven't imbibed in a couple of years because of my job, and, um, I'm a big pussy, and I'm afraid that God, something would happen, and I'd test positive, and whatever, but that would be our big deal once a year so the first year that she did it made pot cookies we're out um we belong to a local denver broncos fan club group so she made them i had one anubis had five and uh we're drinking two we're watching the five. game Five. Five. five.
2: No one told me not that he's just never run. had a, yeah
3: he's this is the first time he's never had edibles before. i, I had be watching
2: a game. Everyone's like doing their own shit. He and has made me with the f- fucking cookies. Yeah, and he, this
3: is this is like pre us losing weight too. So we're also fat fucks who love to eat cookies. Mm. So I have one. I know better. And she also had some mm-hmm. non pot cookies. So I had one regular pot cookie and regu- you know chocolate chip cookies. And he has five pot cookies. And he doesn't understand. It's not like when you take a hit off of a joint and it's like, boom, you're high, like, relatively quick. It takes a little while to work through your system. So, the game is over. Like, we were watching a football game. And if you don't know, like, football games can be like two, three hours, four hours, depending on what's going on. We're getting ready to leave. And he's... (laughs) Smiling ear to ear. No, no, face. No. Hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Wait, 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 you time did out. the
2: story wrong.
3: Yeah, oh, sorry, sorry.
2: So, basically, the game is going on, and, like, I don't feel shit. Like, we're just sitting there, and I'm like, this is weak. This is what the big deal is? So, Neko comes by, and she's like, So, how how, how many did you have? I'm like, Five? She's like, Five? She's like, Five? She's like, Five? <laughs> she's like Her jaw hit the floor. So then she's telling everybody he's had five, and they're and like, like, "Call, like, call the paramedics!" Yeah. they're like, and "I'm like, it's okay, it's okay,
3: nothing's happening, it's weak shit, man." I'm like, "You don't understand."
2: <laughs> so then we start driving home after the game, and after- and
3: this is where the big smile, the Cheshire Cat smiles, going ear to ear. He's like, "So I get to it's a, hitting me."
2: I get to a stoplight, and I'm just like, "Oh no, this is not good." <laughs> I'm literally fucked
3: up. And fucked up, I don't know how we got home, because I'm drunk as shit. He's drunk and high. Yeah, you
2: were were asking me, should I drive? I'm like, no. (laughs) I'll risk it with myself.
3: I have one pot cookie, and I'm drunk as shit, and he's drunk and high. And we're driving home, we're at a stoplight, and he's like, it just hit me. Yeah. Like, it... like, like, a wrecking ball.
2: Someone took a sledgehammer to my head.
3: Thank God we were only a mile away from home, and it was a straight shot. All you have to do is just go down one road, and make then a got, right and a left.
2: Yeah, then we got home, and, like, we watched TV for a little bit, and I just kind of, like, vegged. Like, I literally was, like, out. But the kicker was...
3: I don't know how I got him in bed, honestly. We got up
2: to bed. I'm thinking, okay, I'm just gonna sleep this shit off. <laughs> Next morning at 6 a.m. when I get up, I'm like, holy fuck, I can't do, I can't move.
3: And you had to work the next morning. Yeah. I had to work, I went to work the next morning. I was still a little high myself I literally, I literally
2: had to call in because I was so fucked up from pot cookies. Like, that's how bad it was. Like, I was so hammered.
3: It was funny, though, because. I could
2: barely walk when I got up. I was like, I'm not doing this.
3: I got up. And I, I'm like, yeah, I'm still a little bit high, but. And the the worst part is that at this time I was an accountant, so I was in charge of other people's money, and I'm not. <laughs> <high.
2: laughs> Let's see, ten thousand grand yeah, and me. to me.
3: <laughs> but the night before, I don't know how I got him into bed. Like, I'm five two, he's six foot, he outweighs me by twice, and I'm pushing him up the steps, and I got him into to bed. And I decided that I wanted to get a little frisky, and poor Anubis is like passed out. Kind yeah,
2: of. Yeah, she, uh, she has uh, figured out that like my kryptonite is fucking pot cookies for some reason because it immobilizes me.
3: It immobilizes him, but not his penis. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. So. You know, I'm, it's one of those like out of body experiences that you have. <laughs> so I'm laying there, and she's like ready to get going and busy and, and I'm just sitting there and like I'm thinking to myself, is this happening right now? <laughs> and then uh, I hear her talking about everything. So like, granted at the time uh, she wasn't on the pill and I didn't, we didn't have a condom. So, <laughs> so she's on top and she's like you know, having a good time. And then all of a sudden she starts thinking about it and she's like this is not a good idea. So she gets off, and I forget how it ended. No,
3: but... I, we kept going. I said, this isn't a good idea. But I kept going. And then, I never got pregnant, because I can't have kids, but...
2: From now, but not No, bad. I couldn't
3: then either, but I didn't know it. Wow,
2: yeah. Mm. But, yeah, so it, it's just it's kind of a funny experience, because I'm like, literally couldn't do fucking shit. Like, really? Date rape? That's exactly what it was. I date
3: raped my husband. Now, five... granted...
2: I don't mind. Trust me. It it was just funny as hell because I could, if I wanted to do something, I couldn't do it.
3: I'm like, I'm I'm like trying to kiss him. I'm trying to do like other things to him, and he's like,
2: I'm just like, he was like a starfish.
3: He's laying on his back like a starfish, and I'm just like, hey, baby. Hey, because he tells me if I have more than like, you know, two glasses of wine, I'm the town floozy. So I'm really town floozied up and I'm high. And I'm like, yeah, baby. Yeah. And he's like, "Uh, I just want to (laughs) die. The fact that you ate so many cookies that you were high for two days is hysterical.
2: Lesson learned.
3: But next year, we got the pot cookies. We spaced them out. Like yeah, them.
2: they, they kind of get bad, though, after a while. I think I had, like, you do ten or so that she gave me one, before we left. And I was like, you know, I had one here and then one here and there. But after, like, you know, a few weeks, I'm like, mmm, probably not tasting that good at this point. So, I, so I don't know. Maybe you all have some comments about how to to keep those, uh, you know, fresh and, you know, direct to put them in the fridge what what do i have to do to keep those from like going stale and everything else but
3: we highly recommend edibles i do at least over smoking it's just like you're high for hours hours and hours and hours
2: so uh
3: or days on to other news here uh
2: mad props from oculum day who just made a post about us on their page about you know the shout out to them we gave and all that, so I'm very happy about that, glad we are making them happy playing their stuff.
3: They're working on some new new material, and they're also gonna be working on some new merchandise and I wish there was a way we could do i'm sure there is like a three sixty photo of the basement here. Our basement is not like a creepy basement our basement is like a no. finished like it's like, very, uh, it's, it's like uh, a warm. den yeah, yeah it's it's like a den in the basement and um we you know we have our cd well your cds down here and you know a tv a, a a couch your desk but like it's covered in metal posters and metal stickers and just tapestries and stuff
2: so we're really happy these bands and artists are looking out for us by saying this like merch like Auckland day sent us more than we actually yeah we for. bought we
3: bought a couple of stickers and they're like <laughs> Here's some signed communion wafers. And I, I have to figure out a way to display them. I'm thinking about getting, like, a little uh, a little frame and then, like, mounting them so you can, like, hang it. So, anyway, cool I mean, Bomb. The same,
2: yeah, Cruel Bomb and Grave Hopford did the same thing. Like, it's really cool. These guys, we ordered certain from They sent all these
3: stickers. Them.
2: So, they sent me all these, like, extra things. And it's very cool. We got pics, uh, you know, some... I think it was a signed booklet.
3: Yes. Oh, that was part of the, was it a Gravehoffer? Yeah. So Gravehoffer had this packet I bought. It had a, um, it had a signed book and the book is a bunch of different like mini posters. It was a mini record and it had stickers and I'm like, oh my God, this is such a good deal for, I, I don't know what it was, 10, 15 bucks. I'm like, I have to order it.
2: Yeah, many thanks to those guys for looking out for us. Buy stuff
3: from bands.
2: Support them, motherfuckers. I was,
3: and I got a t-shirt from Cruel Bomb, which is awesome. I, I, like, I...
2: She's getting, like, a nice little collection.
5: I know, I'm
3: getting, I have more t-shirts than you now, so... (laughs) I have, like, so many metal t-shirts, and I'm, like, rotating them in and out, but to all the bands out there... Thank you for making t-shirts. Thank you for sending us stickers. Just Yeah,
2: and any of the other bands listening to this and artists, feel free to hit us up. We... Yeah,
3: give us your link to your merch page so that we can buy
2: shit. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. We want
3: to buy shit.
2: All right, so at our next block, actually, we're going to feature some Cruel Bomb as well as Grave Huffer and some brand new stuff from Igor. Cruel Igor. Bomb. Igor. Igor. Uh, we're kicking off the crew bomb the end, but it's not the end
3: Stefaner. I think I'm saying that wrong, but Hef and when, Weiss so there's only one place Ugh. near us that carries it and they happen to have it, so we bought as much as it that they had. <laughs> and he's happy, happy joy joy.
2: Yeah, I'm only like two beers in. It's great. Three. Three beers in? So I lost count already. Alright. Uh so we're getting ready to hit our rock block, but it's gonna feature a couple of bands with a couple of artists that are no longer with us.
3: Yeah,
2: uh, we didn't talk about the last podcast uh, mainly because we already had set up before we even knew what was going on But
3: we didn't realize it was the anniversary of um, Kurt Cobain's death and um,
2: Lane Staley
3: same day it's kind of crazy right 8
2: years apart I think it was yeah it's really weird uh, but you know it's, it's all kind of weird because like you had Chris Cornell I think no, Chester died first, and then Chris Cornell. No, Ch-
3: no, Chris Cornell died first, and then Chester. Right. Chester w- was very close to Chris Cornell, and just
2: um, really weird, yeah. It
3: was. I think it was just it. It, it took such a toll on um, Chester that he unfortunately took his own life, and um, we all love to speculate about what happened with Kurt. So, we we do it almost every episode. Right. What happened to Kurt? Oh, we watched another documentary. You <laughs> oh, know, here's some other evidence. Here's
2: some more things to talk about.
3: But um, Lane, it was basically an overdose, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. It. I mean, he wasn't doing it purposely as a a suicide. At a least mix I, of
2: heroin and cocaine. That will never do you good.
3: It sounds like a fun night, actually. <laughs> I've never done heroin ever. That's, that, I, I'm sorry, I'm making fun of that, that was terrible, but, it was, it's kind of interesting, and, and also, I don't know if it's ironic that he passed away the same day as Kurt Cobain, or if it's, you know, one of those weird universe little twists and turns, but what day, it was April the 5th? Yep. Okay. Yeah, Eighteen
2: ninety four 1994, A- and then Staley was in 2002.
3: So yeah, April the fifth is is kind of a dark day in the music,
2: especially the grunge. Like you know, you got two guys that are part of two bands that were pioneers, pioneers yeah.
3: of the grunge era. I mean, when would you say it was grunge kind of like hit? Because I remember being in middle school, which was very early nineties
2: it definitely was 91 like the very first thing was smells like teen spirit it just is uh whether it's because of mtv or whatever but that they played the fuck out of that and the radio station playing the fuck out of that song and like for a guy like myself who loves rock and metal like that was a nice in-between like it wasn't totally thrashy or anything and it wasn't totally like glam or hard rock it was like they were doing something totally different uh
3: it didn't sound like classic rock it didn't sound
2: like uh, 80s rock they approached it very interestingly they had the cheerleaders with the tattoos i thought well that's kind of cool you know um Now, obviously, when I started listening to Nevermind as a record, when it finally got released, like, it had a lot of different stuff that they were bringing to the forefront. I'm like, well, this is interesting, but I actually enjoyed a lot of it because it was doing a lot of different things. I didn't know how to really describe it. Right. It was hard to to describe what it was. So, obviously, you have now your classification of uh, alternative metal or alternative rock.
3: But then you have, like, different... I want to say subsections of alternative rock too, because you know you start with Nirvana, but then like in the late '90s, you start hitting other bands like Linkin Park, and which are kind of like.
2: Well, Lincoln really kind n- of started out as close to a new metal. But as see, they're
3: not real. really new metal. They but well, it, they
2: were with One Step Closer. That was that was the whole thing. That was a song that broke them open, but like obviously they kind of changed and morphed into something different same with deftones deftones morphed into something that actually i think is actually better than what they once were uh the last two or three deftones records are fabulous but it's more in the post-rock post-metal type vibe than it is from what they were doing before um
3: but what was that stone temple pilots uh song that was playing like non-stop the same time as flush yes that was the uh, (laughs) you know so it's it's kind of interesting when you sit back and think, like, oh, I was in the 8th grade, or you were, if I was in the 8th grade, you were 22. Um, <laughs> when these things were coming out, and you're like, this kind of defines, like, a certain era of my life.
2: Well, the interesting thing about, like, and this is actually before Nirvana broke, like, so there was this, like, Like, I don't know. I was sort of ahead of the curve in some ways because I had seen in 1990 Clash of the Titans at Red Rocks with Slayer, Megadeth, and Anthrax. And the opener was Alice in Chains. Like, it was the one band that was, like, not like everything else. It's like, which one of these does not fit? Uh, I remember hearing Man of the Box on MTV and radios and stuff. And. So I knew that track going in, but, like, I'm, I'm saying to myself when I'm sitting there, and, of course, I'm tripping my ass off, off at this time, but...
3: hey Red Rocks?
2: Yeah, I'm sitting there saying to myself, I'm really not going to like this band, I don't think. It just doesn't make sense why they're on this package with the rest of these guys. But I gained, like, a new appreciation for Alice and Chains, mainly because of Lane Staley. Uh... The fact the band went out there and took all the fucking abuse that they could take as a band opening act, uh, I it's to this day we're talking years later. I remember Lane Staley sitting there singing. I forget what song it was, but he's up there and some dude in the audience chucks like an empty milk jug at him, and as he's saying, he's like he dodges it and in doesn't miss a beat. He's just like. Haha you missed me motherfucker And this goes back to singing <laughs> And so then I, I thought it was the greatest Fucking thing I'm like dude that is some Fucking balls and I think that's one of the Why the other bands on the bill Appreciated Allison Change because for one You find it all the time In 2001 or 2 When I went to see Tattooed Earth It had Slayer And Slipknot headlining And at that, that particular show Slipknot was the last band To play we were all like That doesn't make any sense but Slayer was fine with that, and Slayer was fine with Slipknot. They actually liked the band, so it's like... Even no, though it doesn't
3: fall in the same like, category Well, no matter
2: how you feel about Slipknot, there are really I heavy... I like Slipknot. There are really heavy artists who like these bands. Uh, Alex from Children of Bodom is a big glam rock fan. He's shown it before when he's played covers. So... Here it is. This band, these other bands like Slayer and Anthrax and Megadeth. You know they're having these guys Alice in chains opening for them. They they probably like their music. Now when I finally bought Facelift, it was much different than anything else I was listening to at the time. So I was like, but I'm listening to it sometimes on drugs, sometimes not. And like that shit is dark and it's crazy and it's like you know I can actually get into this. This is pretty good stuff. Love hate loves different stuff. Uh, CSR all this stuff on there. it's just a different thing and i didn't really know how to categorize that either i didn't knew it wasn't metal but i was like this is just cool i like this it Uh, doesn't
3: have to be metal to be cool we like lots of things well right
2: but you know as you're because this is before the internet and everything else so you're subjected to everything that's going on tv wise radio wise and and at the time like these guys were much different now granted Years later, we find out that Alice in Chains kind of had their own hair rock moment early on as a band, which is kind of funny. But eventually, when that Seattle scene took off, with Nirvana and Soundgarden and all these guys, like they decided that they were going to go in that direction.
3: We uh, we with that uh L seven yeah documentary, we saw the other.
2: A couple they weeks ago, they moved LA to, go to, to C-
3: Seattle so that they could be
2: in that scene. In that
3: scene, because they knew that they didn't fit in with like that L.A. scene. It's I for me, Al my Allison Chain's song or whatever. That is my uh, memory. What is the song Rooster? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a weird story. My um, family and I went to vacation. At the beach for the weekend and we came home and our house had been burglarized. And after we kind of took account for like what was stolen and stuff, I went upstairs into my room and I turned on the radio and the first song that came on was Rooster. And so that like... It always was kind of like a weird connotation every time I heard that song, because, I mean, nothing happened to us while we were, we were clearly not home while the house was burglarized, but when I came home and turned, and that song was on the radio, it always reminds me of, like, feeling violated, almost? I know that sounds terrible, but, like...
2: Wow, well, don't get me started on so many shit that I had to deal with growing up at that time but
3: but you know what i mean like i did and it was not purposeful i didn't pick that song and put it on a cd we you know the police were called everything was done and then it was time for me to go to bed so i switched on the stereo and the first song that came on was rooster and i'm like this is the song about my house being robbed wonderful that sounds great so
2: yeah, you find ways to attach music to certain to, events. to certain and events
3: and I mean, trust me, I love Alice and Chains. It doesn't mean I hate them because my house was robbed. And ironically, the only things stolen were electronics. So easy, easy, <laughs> easy, to sell. easy pickings, right? So it was it was not like they went through my room and like did any kind of unholy things to my stuff or my mom and dad's stuff or anything like that. It was like just televisions were stolen but not my stupid radio and I turned on the radio
2: the funny thing about alternative music in general is that no matter if you like it or love it these bands have been doing this shit for a while even prior to their blowout like and even when you go back and look at a band like Faith No More when they did uh, The Real Thing which was like a couple years like 89 I think they were already starting some of this stuff. Like they weren't a band you can pigeonhole either. And like, and then of course, yeah, because your the pick, Lord. your pick of the week, the song you chose actually came out prior in '89, to, right? So there's there's all this other stuff that's going on that no one really knows about at the time. I remember seeing that video and I'm thinking, it's you're not like, what really the fuck me. is
3: this? Right?
2: Cause I'm <laughs> and all, it's not I'm, even
3: really them either. They did this, my pick of the week, which we'll talk about in a little bit. They did this song. Just, I think they were high. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, some people knew who they were. Like, people around me. They're like, oh, yeah, this is a great tune. I'm like, I don't know. I don't get it. But I was so involved with, like, the hard rock and more heavy. Because I was just getting into really, like, death metal stuff at that time. So... You know, Alice in Change and Nirvana, these guys were able to do different things within a, an album itself, and it's really interesting how they can do it. They can go from, like, doing a total metal track to, like, doing something that's, like, avant-garde, experimental, whatever. It's really crazy. Uh, one of the tracks I selected from Alice in Change in this block is off an acoustic album they did, which I thought is one of my most favorite records from them, so...
3: I love his voice.
2: Staley. Yeah. But the cruel thing about them now is they're still around, and they've got a new singer who sounds almost eerily like Lane Staley, and they're putting out some good music. So they're not done, obviously. They have like two or three records on this new singer. So definitely check them out if you haven't gotten around to it.
3: If you've never heard Alice in Chains, please listen to Alice in Chains. And if you've never heard Nirvana, I don't know what rock you're under, but check out Nirvana, please.
2: (laughs) You're going to hear them anyway, so you're going to get a little taste. Uh, I also got some loose sutures from Kumbar PR. Sutures. Do you know uh, what
3: loose sutures are? No. Like loose stitches.
2: Okay. Uh, Fabulous Alaska from VR Finland sent <laughs> us a track. And of course, I have some new stuff from a band called Trip Hill coming up later on.
3: And then Echo's pick of the week. Yeah.
2: So we're going to get started. Here's loose sutures.
1: Sutures.
3: Loose sutures.
2: I just literally let her speak all the time. There we go. <laughs> Yeah. L- 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 Place to take care of all your automotive needs and get in touch with Stalphurst Auto Service in Millersville, Maryland. Stalphurst takes care of all auto repairs, auto service, and great quality parts as well. Stalphurst is located at A328 Veterans Highway, Suite E in Millersville. Be sure to call and check out all their service specials related to your automotive needs. Stalphurst is professional, friendly, and has highly qualified mechanics to do excellent work with prices that are fair and much better than what you will find in other automotive places. So call 410-729-0121. That's 410-729-0121. And tell them the newsman and his trusty sidekick, Neko, sent you yeah. album Sapp, Alice in Chains, Got Me Wrong.
5: I love that song.
2: It's good stuff. Alright, so we're up to your pick of the week, and uh, we talked a little bit about it, so go ahead and tell me what it's going to be.
3: So this week, I picked the song Higher Ground, the Red Hot Chili Peppers version. Now, the first version I heard was obviously by Stevie Wonder, and an interesting story about Stevie Wonder in this song, um... He was actually in a really bad car accident, and was... Did he go blind? He, he, <laughs> Stevie Wonder went blind when he was born. I don't know. He was born wait. early, and his retinas were detached from... So, anyway, while he was in a coma, this he had just released Higher Ground, and friends of his came to visit in the hospital, and they were playing the song, and he started, like like moving his fingers like he was playing the piano so it kind of brought him out of his coma like it got and and clearly this was back in 1973 Stevie Wonder has an amazing legacy still going forward now so this is kind of a magical song if you would think about it yeah but in 1989 the Red Hot Chili Peppers covered this song and I didn't know this in 1989 the way that I knew this song was in 1998 or 99. I don't know. I was in dance class and the the movie Center Stage came out. And there was a scene where a bun- the dancers did this like really wild dance to this song Higher Ground and this version? Yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers. You saw we weren't we weren't together yet
2: <gasps> i've seen that movie i'm sure yeah but no
3: thought... no no you haven't you didn't see me do the dance no so we saw this as dancers and talked to our dance teacher and we broke it down by watching the video and we did the dance on stage and it was amazing so this song because as an old lady now but as a former dancer Every time I hear this song where it goes There's like a part where you're supposed to like punch, punch, lift, kick And like I can hear the dance in my head And I love, love this dance It was such, this is a very fast song So it was such an intense dance Like at the end of the dance we did these turns, 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 turns And then we just like fell on the floor And that's what it feels like at the end Where it's like
2: Yeah The thing of, like, this, I remember this video being played a lot, um, and a childhood friend was, like, the one that was saying, like, I really like this band, Mm -hmm. this, this song. I, at the time, didn't really get into it all that much. Um, I, when I finally got into Red Hot Chili Peppers, it was for race, basically one album, that was Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which came out, like, four or five years later.
3: I think that came out in 90, yeah, 92. 92.
2: So, Basically, it was like the higher their popularity and everything. So that record's really solid. I don't listen to it much anymore because it got so outplayed at the time. But, um, yeah, I do remember when this was being played at the same time as all the other stuff on MTV, the Headbangers Ball and whatnot. So I'm like, this just doesn't fit. But
3: You're like, it doesn't make sense because it's a Stevie Wonder song, but it's but the one a thing, metal Stevie Wonder song. The
2: one thing it did stand out was... Flea playing the bass like he was. That's what
3: I was getting ready to talented. say. When you hear Flea playing the bass, and then if you go back and listen to Stevie Wonder like playing, the whole bass line is exactly like clearly the Stevie Wonder one is more like disco R and B. It's like people right. But this one is like cranked up a notch. It's like higher ground on Red Bull, basically. Crack. and Yeah, Red Bull or Crack, whatever and when um again when we saw that movie center stage i was super young i was about 19 and we were all like just like we were gonna be this is us we're we're going to new york we're gonna do this and we learned the dance and we performed it in our end of year recital and it was such a good dance and i loved it so that's what That's why I picked this week's uh, pick as Red Hot Chili Peppers. And it kind of goes in with Alice in Chains and Nirvana. It's Uh kind of all that same... There's a bit of
2: a vibe going on. Yeah.
3: I I love this song. I might even get up and try to do the dance while it's playing right now. (sighs) Oh, God. All (laughs) right. So here's DJ Neko's pick of the week, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Higher Ground. jump. Attention, please.
5: Be prepared for a musical transformation that you've never felt before. In a moment, we will bring you on a journey like there's no tomorrow and we will break new ground. Jumper. Hailing from the land, below the wind
0: Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2,
5: 1, 0 Ladies and gentlemen, for jump, let's all
3: DJ Necco's Pick of the Week Well, then. (laughs) Well, now. Well, now. So, that was our rock block, and I feel like the entire rock block vibed.
2: It did. It was
3: awesome. I'm. It was so. Connected. Yeah.
2: Like Centipede.
3: (laughs) Ass to mouth, ass to mouth.
2: You don't go to (laughs) ass to mouth? Well, sometimes you go to ass
3: mouth. So. We're back on the movie trailers, and again, we're doing this because we are desperate for normalcy to resume, and because we love the movies, and so Anubis sent me this trailer for Extraction with my my husband, Chris Hemsworth, in it, and first of all, super action-packed. I love action movies so much, and for... Chris looks real good in this movie. (laughs) Lots of shirtless...
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We get it.
3: He's hot. He's my man.
2: I gotta find a new girl. (laughs) (laughs) No one to talk about.
3: You're like, yeah, so... So, yeah. But anyway, the movie looks amazing. It stars Chris Hemsworth, and he is... I'm not sure. Is a he,
2: mercenary. He's
3: a mercenary. He's not, like, part of the government.
2: He was, but then, like, you know, as a mercenary... he's uh, a merc.
3: He's, he's going in.
2: He goes to the Underworld and whip his dealers of drug traffickers, and, of course, he's... I think he tries to save a young boy. Uh, I'm not sure what part of the country, that's like... So it was know, Bangladesh
3: like, and India. Yeah. That's what it was. And I forgot if the boy was... He, he's he a, was a target. Yeah, he so. was a target, but he was, like, the son... Of the prime minister or something, and again, this is just a trailer. It's a two-minute trailer that we're trying to get the whole like. But it is coming for. to
2: Netflix, so for those of you that have Netflix, it's gonna be one of their originals, which is great. I I love what they're doing with all that kind of stuff. So.
3: And if you get Chris Hemsworth, you got me. So. But this looks fin- it, it, it. There's just so much going on. There's like blowing up helicopters. It's all the good action things: jumping, it's like over, commando. Yeah, <laughs> jumping over bridges, taking the kid and flinging him across rooftops. It Trust was. Trust me,
2: no good. No good. <laughs> it.
3: It's just, I don't know. It's a. It's an action movie I've wanted to see, and I didn't know I wanted to see it, and maybe it's just because my lack of new movies that I've seen we really
2: haven't watched anything new like we've been kind of going back and checking out old horror movies like the prowler and stuff like that but as far as like new stuff they really even if you didn't have the virus it really hasn't been anything of note to really go out and watch
3: and i think part of that is because we're kind of in the low season of movies anyway this is kind of like the production time and then later in the year is when they start pumping out things but now everything is being pushed regardless of what's going on but we are, we are really just hungry for new movies and seeing this I was like ooh action yes I love action movies kung fu movies things where things love have,
2: kung fu. I
3: love kung fu <laughs> I I love things being blown up. I love, I mean, and it, it just might be part of, uh, as an insomniac, the shit that comes on at two three in the morning is usually cold Oh yeah, I co- watched
2: a really bad movie last night. Yeah, so <laughs> mausoleum that was like just dreadful.
3: So when you when you're but like... a good
2: kind of dreadful because you can make fun of it while you're doing it.
3: <laughs> so when you're like us and we stay up late for no reason just because we're not sleeping and you love the action and then you see something like this with you know a really strong you know main character you're like crap I can't wait for this thing to come out so it's coming to our home theaters soon and that will be does it say a release date April 24th okay so April 24th and
2: one other notable name is uh David Harbour who, uh, is the sheriff in Stranger Things mm-hmm. so he's going to be in that as well he also played in the latest Hellboy uh, thing, but I heard that was really bad, so I haven't seen it. Can't really quote on that, but uh, one quick note, um, from what I understand, Godzilla and Kong is still set for a November release, but they've actually given a hint that the trailer might be within this month or May, early May. So they're going
3: to have a new trailer for us? Yeah. Oh my god. That... Again, so the thing again. I'm hoping for
2: is, uh, is that Neko's already out at sea when it happens so I can tease Motherfucker. her Motherfucker.
3: <laughs> that happened to me with the new Godzilla and I was out at sea last year and I had to wait to come home to see it. I had seen
2: it three times before she even got home. I, I, in the theater.
3: And I'm, I became a Godzilla lover because, again, Insomniac, what's on at 2.30 in the morning? Old Godzilla movies. So it's the
2: way to go. It's
3: the way to go. I we love we um we redecorated our living room and we have nothing but Godzilla. So I I can't wait for Godzilla. I and now with the technology, how they can make it look. Granted, I love.
2: Well, we've talked about that with fourteen and King of the Monsters. How
3: I love the guy in the fluid in the,
2: the creatures look. <sighs> how they integrate with one another. I mean the CGI CGI isn't overdone you know when you look at like Clash of the Titans I think it was 2010 like it was just really bad and just you could really tell how terrible it was with Godzilla 14 and King of the Monsters, it's, it doesn't really have that. Like
3: No, it's well done, and the monsters... Obviously, everyone
2: has their own little complaints about the storylines and all this, but I, I still love I want
3: those. more monsters. Give me more monsters. They looked so good. Whoever was in charge of doing the monsters, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And just the little things. They had, like, the little sounds, the little, like... Oh, yeah. They, Hand well, motion. Or, well, Michael Doherty
2: paid attention to, like, all the mannerisms of Mothra, King Ghidorah, uh, mm-hmm. even Rodan. Like, everything, just the way it was done was just really well done. So, And from what I understand, Godzilla and Kong are still going to have more monsters, too. Uh, there's obviously the... Rumors about Mecha Godzilla or something like that of the fact coming into play.
3: I I'm all for Mecha Godzilla because we that's one of my favorite movies is the Mecha Godzilla one with the aliens. And, from Star yeah yeah, yeah 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 That's one of my favorite Godzilla movies. So if we get some more Mecha Godzilla, oh
2: my god! But at this stage, you know, a trailer would be really nice.
3: Yeah, we're we're like especially
2: our, if it's gonna be in November. Like we're getting it's, like I it's think my when, birthday. They started doing King of the like six months before the movie even Mm -hmm. came out. So we saw like Mm -hmm. 500 fucking trailers before it even came out.
3: And I also, I hope they don't go, like I feel like they blew their load a little bit on those trailers. So just give us a little snippet. Don't, because they showed that one part with Mothra and... and, Don't
2: give the money shot. Yeah,
3: that Mothra and Rodan thing they showed so many times and Mothra coming out of the cocoon. Obviously, I'm a big Mothra fan, so, like... You don't
2: I don't say. Yeah.
3: And Mothra will be back because she's always back. So, other trailers or other well, movie news. we don't news. have a trailer yet. We have um, movie, movie
2: gossip or yeah, movie, movie news. news. Uh, Sherlock's Home 3 is in the works. Uh, we actually went back and watched the first two because they're so fucking oh, good. Oh, God, they
3: night. were so good.
2: Uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Love really kind of nail the characters i do love uh benedict cumberbatch and i forget martin something yeah uh hobbit boy i call him hobbit boy uh they do a very good job on the netflix uh series that they did um but downey jr's and jude law's approach is very cool um it's like
3: i love it because it really is sherlock holmes is a mystery Mm -hmm. right if you read the books it's a mystery who did it whatever so that's how they approach it in the sherlock Holmes movies they approach it like who did this we need to find out the cause of it etc etc and that's what kind of makes these movies really interesting because you're like holy crap how did he figure this out? And then at the end when he's explaining, it's almost like Scooby Doo. He's like at the end when he's like, oh, "I, this is how I figured it out." You're like yeah. mind exploding. How did he ex- how did he even know?
2: So great. Um initially I thought that uh the villain might still be Moriarty because they never found either body at the end of the second film. I know that's kind of a giveaway, but uh
3: If you haven't seen the second film by now, it's been, like, what, four years? Well,
2: but plus, it's not even a definite that, you know, even with that knowledge... But see,
3: Moriarty has been a a big deal in Sherlock Holmes lore forever. forever. So...
2: But they are saying that the nemesis and a new third one might be something totally different. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. I kinda thought it might be more yard just because of that fact. So what but. are
3: they saying? Do they have like an estimated date of release or is it just like they're starting um plot well, production? Production
2: started in January of this year, so, so but they then probably again with have every, it on halt. Yeah, everything is kinda like just stopped at the moment, so whenever they get back to that, I don't know, but We'll see how it goes.
3: I'm I'm ready for another Sherlock Holmes. Those first two movies were so good. And, God, I it was a nice mystery. It was hysterical. And it was very clever. Like, the way that they, they figured things out. Like, I couldn't figure... I mean, I'm like, oh, gosh, look, a word search. I can't figure out a word search. But I really enjoy watching the Sherlock Holmes... Wasn't there a Sherlock Holmes on PBS like a hundred years ago? Oh, yeah. Had, yeah. It's been going shows. on forever. So I, I can I always watched Sherlock Holmes like Sunday afternoons. The Hound of the Basketball. That's was. That was right. My jam. <laughs> so seeing a new take on it and then seeing a take that's like super like it's it's super adventurous and super like action packed and then it's so well thought out. I'm ready for Sherlock Holmes 3. I really am.
2: Me too. All right, back to the music. Got some black metal coming your way from a band called Door Black, The Shell. Seeing a few. Door Black? Some information about the uh, CARES Act.
3: Yeah, that was really. This was actually kind of by accident. Like I said, I. Gosh darn it! Come on, computer. There we go. Um. I'm I'm always reading the news, and it's not like the news, like Fox News and CNN News. But I found this interesting article about the CARES Act, and it says where music industries workers can find federal aid among the coronavirus what I found really interesting is what everybody is focusing on is unemployment like filing filing for unemployment or um, you know I'm I'm an independent contractor so I can't file for unemployment but with this CARES Act there is um, there's some leeway to that self-employed music industry professionals you know not just band members but sound engineers, touring crew, um, songwriters, anybody who works for the music industry qualify for aid under the CARES Act. There's, um, There's a link which we posted that you can check out where you're basically applying for a grant slash a loan that will be mostly, um, what's the right word? I don't want to say the loan is going to be completely taken care of, but you're, you're applying for something where they're going to give you, like, most of the money to help you out for the time, and then maybe you have a small amount to pay back. The nice thing about that is...
2: Now, when you say small amount, is that like... Not paying back all of it or
3: So you only, you get like eight weeks of quote unquote paychecks.
2: Okay.
3: Now granted I I'm just reading this from an article. I am not an expert or anything, but they're saying like if when you apply for it they'll give you like eight weeks of what your average paycheck would be. And this doesn't just apply for band people or music people. If you're a hairdresser who works on commission or if you are some Stadium,
2: yeah anybody Broadway. who is kind
3: of like a 1099 who kind of does their own taxes the big thing is a, a lot of music people don't realize that this is out there for them everybody is reading all of these articles and they're just like oh it's so much information I it doesn't apply to me but it does if your main source of income is through your band or maybe you're a band promoter or you are anything think about it like that involves music right and you're not getting like a w2 from a label you are basically working for yourself so you can take advantage of this cares act with these loans and these stimulus packages that are coming out. And I posted it a couple of days ago, and Anubis, go ahead and post it in our our group too, because it's important to read this and go through it. And every state does differ, because you have to file through your state, and then the federal stuff kind of like filters through your state. So I'll give you an example. A good friend of mine, she is a a business of one she owns her own business she you know is she has no payroll it's just her she can file for these small business grants through the cares Act to help float her while she is not able to open it's a very small store and I mean Think of it that way. Pretend that you are a small store. The problem is, the verbiage that they use is never like, "Oh, you're in a band." No, you are a business of one. You. But
2: basically, for like those that have had to cancel tours. Yeah, if you're
3: canceling tours, you don't have any income. But they don't say that. The federal government doesn't just come out and say... But it does
2: affect you and it is inclusive of you. And you can
3: use these. These benefits. So, go onto your state's websites. Go onto... um, I can't find the website. But go, go onto your state's website. Number one, file for unemployment. Even if you don't have specifically a W-2 that you get from a a company, right now they're kind of expanding that. So let's say you're in a band and that is your main source of income and you don't have a W-2 quote unquote from a company. You can still call your unemployment hotline and say, listen, all of my tours have been canceled until further notice and they will help you through that. Also, if you Google CARES Act and CARES Act small business loans, you can find small business loans that you can apply for, and most of them, at least what they're saying, I can't guarantee this, but most of the, what they're saying is, you apply for these loans, and they're, they're meant to bridge between now and when we're gonna open up again, whenever that is, and they're not, the type of loans where they're going to be predatory and it's going to be 25% interest. Some of them are grants and some of them are their loans and then you only owe 25% to pay back. So the idea is to help our, our you know, band members that we know don't think just because they haven't specifically said musicians...
2: That doesn't apply to you. It
3: it still applies to you. They say small business owners. You are a small business owner. Your band is a small business. You, You operate as a small business. And also, with unemployment as well, if you are operating at less than 50%, so if your company says, I'm going to cut you at 50%, you are still authorized to file for unemployment so again with bands right now yes you might be making money off of online merchandise and online um, music downloads but your entire summer has been cancelled that's what this unemployment stimulus is for apply for it so that you can help yourself bridge your bridge the gap between now and when you can start touring again Don't think when you hear small business it doesn't apply to you. It really does. Definitely check it out. Because you are a small business. So check out the CARES Act. Check out your state's unemployment and apply if you are a 1099 even though traditionally they say don't apply now because they are expanding unemployment. So all of you band members this is a little tiny light at the end of the tunnel to help get through this so what do we have coming up next
2: alright so we're going to be plowing through some uh, new stuff plowing got some uh, new void of sleep uh sepulchral S- rift
3: sepulchral Sepple-cru- holy Sepple- crap I can't pronounce that ca- yeah, right. sepulchral crawl sepulchral Sepulchral. I like that, that.
2: Uh, But also, uh, the Ruins of Beveraz just has a new split they did with somebody. So, oh, you love a track Ruins.
3: Here. God, I fucking love the Ruins. Of Remember when we saw them and you're like,
2: yeah, yeah, something like that.
3: <laughs> he really was. We're like, he, we, you've never seen them. And what was it, Maryland Death Fest? No, I
2: saw him the two years time. ago. Yeah, but I saw him before that because they played in DF before that. But it was outside at the time. We this were is still, better.
3: Like, it was in and in, in uh, Ramshead.
2: Yeah. Alright, so we'll be back in a little bit, but here's some brand new stuff from Ruins of Beverage Silhouettes of Death's Grace. Appreciate everyone for tuning in, checking out the latest podcast.
3: Thank you to our um, are they our featured or sponsored uh bands? I don't know what you call them.
2: They're our supporters. Our
3: support our our
2: our friends. Our friends, our Grey family,
3: cruel bomb, Oculum Dei, Dei, Dei. Yeah. Dei, Dei. That means the eyes of God in Latin
2: yeah, you said that last time.
3: I know I'm saying it again, <laughs> twice as nice. What do you call like what what do you call the that the people that we uh promote our friends just our our band oh. friends Bands our, that, our, our, well ba- we support our, them
2: and they support us
3: our band friends yes. That, Basically. I don't know. I don't know what the proper terminology is, but thank you to everyone listening. Thank you to all the bands that send us lots of material just to play for you. And I guess we're gonna finish it out with
2: Liturgy of Desecration. Order. Yeah, I don't know. Seven. No wait. Twelve. So I don't know. Roman numerals.
3: <laughs> Twelve, fifteen, four.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: thank y'all <laughs> yeah. for tuning
2: in. Stay safe. Order,
3: order room and rules. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's basically what I'm going to say. I've had too many beers as a and try to do
3: math. I suck out of it, right? It's like math with, with letters? What? What? We really appreciate everyone listening to our little podcast. We love metal. We love all of our bands. And we, we
2: clearly love our alcohol.
3: We love our alcohol, but we... We have a good time doing this, and everything that we just talk about is just purely... We love
2: out- sharing the music that you all send out and to it's, us.
3: And it's purely out of fun. It's it's out of, of fun sharing, etc. So I hope if you're listening to this, you hear something that you haven't heard before, and you're like, fuck, that's amazing. Yep.
2: Yeah. Enjoy, stay safe, and we will see you all later.